0: It bugs me a little bit. When post-editing the previous episode, I realized that I had a whole lot more time to talk about other stuff that I cut because I didn't think I had enough time. Anyway, welcome to the Principles of Success. And today is pretty much the last episode for this season. There's going to be one more episode of recap and the final principle of finance. But today is the last episode of business, and so we are going to talk about, predominantly, different business ideas... Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. So like I've said in previous episodes, business ideas are overrated. There's a million different ones. These are just some of the ones that I've, throughout the years, considered doing and have thought them out a little bit. So we are going to talk about all the different business ideas that have popped into my heads over the years. I just said heads, like if I have multiple heads. It's fine. I only have one head. Anyway, the first business idea that we're going to talk about today is lawn care and landscaping. And there's a couple reasons why you might consider doing this one. First off, the barrier to entry is really small. You can buy a used push lawnmower pretty dirt cheap. It just takes sweat equity. So if you have no money and you want to start a business, this might be one of them that you can can do. And then growing it, finding employees, is also not super difficult. Because most people know how to mow a lawn, at least half decently. But then there's the more advanced side of landscaping, which is you can do landscape improvement. Maybe you're really good at landscape design, making landscapes look really pretty. There's a lot of money in that. You also could be, for my redneck people, there is good money with wealthy landowners to go in and improve their land so that way deer find it more enjoyable to be in their land and they will pay you handsomely to upgrade their hunting land for them. Then there's the main reason why I was interested in it is because landscaping businesses have this waste product called grass clippings and leaf branches and basically things that for some of my other businesses and homesteading stuff I have to pay for. So if I started, this goes back to the last um, episode where I talked about vertical expansion. If I started a lawnscaping company, I could then get the inputs, I could get paid to go collect the inputs to make mulch and fertilizer for a farming operation. So vertical expansion, I get paid to take people's grass and I get paid to turn that grass into compost. And grow veggies in it. And that goes into the next business idea, which is farm. And there's lots of different types of farming. And I've used examples of that throughout this season. Uh, You can do chicken farming from a Joel Salatin model. Super profitable. And the barrier to entry is pretty small. It also works as a really good side gig. There's also market gardeners. People who are... And you can do it in on borrowed land from people's backyards in your suburban neighborhood. You just go to your neighbor and be like, hey, can I grow some veggies in your backyard? I'll give you free vegetables, maybe give you a little bit of uh, cash for, for the use of the land. You do the work, you take, and you take the vegetables to a farmer's market or restaurants or grocery stores, and you can make really good money that way. I'm a tree farmer, so I really like planting and then cutting down said trees. Which then feeds into the next business, which I've talked about multiple times throughout the season as well. Starting a carpentry shop. Woodworking. Woodworking is fun. People like making furniture. It might not be your particular cup of tea, but making different stuff for people and then selling it from your garage is a nice little, at the bare minimum, hobby side gig. And that goes into the next business, which is hobby arts and crafts. There are lots of people who have full-fledged businesses, and just side gigs for extra income of making things that they enjoy. My sister and her husband, they buy rare and expensive and just pretty rocks, and then they make trees and uh, ornaments and jewelry, and then they sell them. And in fact, they're making some pretty good money at it. I have another friend who just crochets, and she makes all sorts of different crochet deals and she has a full-fledged website and people buy and she makes a lot of money that way. So just arts and craft businesses. And related to that is books. I write books as one of my businesses. They generate a little bit of money, not enough to live off of, but I write books. So speaking of books, go check out my book, The Blueprint of Wealth, or go check out my fantasy novel, Gemini, at the beginning of the end. So just create stuff. And that goes into the next one, which is creating content this podcast is a business. I make I actually make some legitimate money from this podcast at this point. Again, thank you for everybody who subscribes as a supporter of this podcast. I really appreciate that or just listens to this podcast on a regular basis and I make money from the advertisements. I really appreciate that too. Speaking of I guess Q ad. So yeah, start your own podcast. Build a listenership and then you can make money from advertisements. Here's the thing. Notice how I've talked about businesses that a lot of you might turn your nose up and then fancy businesses like a podcast. Start a marketing agency. Another super white collar, classy, oh yeah, I'm a marketing entrepreneur. People are trying to be fancy and have impressive businesses, but there are people who make millions of dollars selling paper. A business doesn't have to be Fancy to be profitable. In fact, blue collar businesses are going to be some of the most profitable businesses in the future. And for the last 80 years, we have been turning our noses up to them. That's why they're going to be the most profitable businesses in the near future. But for the last 80 years, if you said you were a mechanic or a plumber or something, people would be like, oh. And now there's no mechanics or plumbers, so they're going to get paid bank. Anyway, moving on. Then there's little side businesses like running a hot dog stand solely on busy holiday foot traffic days. Uh, So my grandpa, um, he owned a property in a little mountain town that during the 4th of July would get absolutely flooded with people. And his neighbor would rent a piece of concrete from him to set up a hot dog stand and sell hot dog to... All the people passing by walking throughout the town. That's an example of two different businesses. That is the real estate business of owning property and then renting it out. And he's not even renting out a biz, uh, building. He, my grandpa was literally renting out a piece of concrete. And then there's the example of the hot dog stand owner. Who just every once in a while would go do hot dogs as a additional little side income. To generate just a couple extra bucks each year your business doesn't have to be giant it can just be a little small little deal to generate some extra money next up public speaking you want to start a motivational uh speaking career a training career teaching people like for instance teaching people about how to start a business those are all really lucrative businesses in fact it's one of the ones that i am really interested in doing like actually on stage, not just staring at this stupid wall. So yeah, public speaking, motivational speaking, both really great ways to generate some cash. Next up, trainings. This podcast is in, is a kind of a form of training. It's a free training. But there's digital programs that people buy. Granted, a lot of them are stupid digital programs of like, pay me $600 for me to teach you how to be successful. But There's also really excellent digital programs. Like, for instance, I'm going to shout out Charisma on Command. Charisma on Command is an excellent program. It's $600, and I don't think he's had to work on Charisma on Command for years. Like, he built the program, markets it and through content and probably advertisements, and that brings people in, and they pay the $600 to learn the course. That's why digital courses are so popular because you can charge obscene amount of money for a thing that you built years ago and people are still going to pay you because it's still relevant. That's one of the reasons why eventually I plan on doing a in-depth course on off-grid living and using all the super obscure technologies that I've researched or combined in weird ways to make it super affordable and convenient. I don't think anyone out there has done what I've done in the off-grid environment. Anyway, that's a tangent. However, actually, that's an important tangent. Get really good at something. Like, I've mentioned it a couple of times within the last couple of episodes. I know because I'm recording them all in one batch, but I'm making TikTok videos on off-grid stuff, and the rate of growth from that is drastically higher than from this podcast. This podcast makes way more money, but... Because I don't make any money off of TikTok. But um, you guys might enjoy the podcast. But I'm just yet another guy talking about success. I'm not anything exceptional in the success market. Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, those guys are exceptional. And they make a lot of money talking about success. I make a little money talking about success. Because I'm just another successful guy talking about success. However, in the off-grid technologies realm... There are plenty of people who are doing similar things to me, but nothing to the same scope on the technology front as me and have the ability to market it. Because I'm sure there's probably some farmer out there who's done everything that I've discovered over the course of my life, but they don't know how to operate a smartphone. So become really good at... And that actually brings up the next really good point. Become really good at something become exceptional at your chosen business. And then the next point is, while you're exceptional at your chosen business, also become exceptional at letting people know about your business. Marketing, become really good at marketing. Which just so happens to actually be the next business on the list. Start a marketing agency. You need to learn marketing for your business anyway. That's why I started a marketing agency and then I discovered it was all about sales. Um, So start, but start a marketing agency. And you can do all sorts of different marketing. There are Facebook advertisement marketers, there are Amazon marketers, there are content marketers, there are book promotion marketers. In fact, the um, earlier this year I had several interviews. I didn't attract those people. I had somebody reach out to me and be like, hey, you have a following on a podcast, and we have and you talk about books quite regularly. Well, I'm a marketing agency. And I have people paying me to get their books some attention. So would you interview them? And I interviewed a couple of them because I thought that you guys might be interested in their particular books. So yeah, start a marketing agency. There's all sorts of types of marketing agencies that you can start. Start a restaurant. That's one I considered a while back uh, because I thought I would have a competitive edge using some pretty um, exclusive cookware. And then I decided that... uh, Restaurant was too much of a headache, so I didn't do that one. But you could start a restaurant. Then there's some more fun ones, like I go swing dancing every Tuesday night. And there are hundreds of people that go to this swing dancing club every Tuesday night. The owner just had to find a place to rent, find somebody to play music, and figure out how to get the initial group of people to start dancing there. And then, just like um, The Tipping Point, go reread that book, those people told everybody else, and then it became one of the most popular things to do on a Tuesday night. And so hundreds of people go, they all pay a couple of dollars, and so and he rakes in a lot of money without probably any actual advertising, just because he's set up a nice little system for college kids to go hang out. Then there's a free business charity deal that is I um, really enjoyed growing up, which was this church would hang thousands of christmas lights all over their big mega church complex and during christmas time people would come in from people probably would come in from several hours away to go see it because it was a great christmas attraction deal they did it for free to to try and get people interested in the church that was that the church was their business but if you built a big enough epic enough christmas attraction people will probably pay a couple of dollars to come see it. And Christmas lights don't use that much electricity. And then there's the other classic businesses and I'm going to wrap today's episode up because my throat is shot, but there's things like dog walking, um, detailing cars, wedding photography. These are classic businesses that everybody has thought of as side gigs. The market isn't necessarily saturated. There's probably still plenty of room for people, especially in wealthy areas. People don't want to walk their dogs. You can get paid pretty good to walk dogs. And while wedding photography isn't super scalable as in growing your business with employees, a dog walking business and a detailing business, you can teach people how to do that pretty easy. And they might be willing to do that for a good chunk of the fee, but then they don't have to worry about marketing and acquiring clients. Let's just use the dog walker as an example. If you give 80% of the dog walker the money for walking the dog, well, they'll be really happy because they're probably getting paid pretty well. And especially if it's a small little side deal that isn't actually a legitimate business, you're making 20% off of doing pretty much nothing. You just have lots of people walking dogs and so you because they're getting paid really well so you have lots of people being like yeah I'll, I'll go walk dogs for you and you're raking in the 20 percent by the way this is going back to my well it's not mine but the 70 30 percent rule if you give people 70 percent of the cookie and you take 30 percent lots and lots of people will want to make a deal with you of splitting the cookie so you get 30 percent 30 percent 30 percent 30 percent while they get 70 percent and you're you get more out of multiple interactions just because they get more out of the one interaction. And that's a really important business principle. If your client, if your employee feels like they're on the winning end of the deal, then you're going to be able to easily find more clients and employees. But if your clients and employees feel like you're screwing them over, then you're going to have a harder time attracting them. And that's a really good point that I actually hadn't planned on talking about. But that's why the improv of this podcast can be interesting sometimes. Anyway, I am going to end that here for today. And we will talk about next week, the final principle of financial success. And do a recap of some of the things we talked about. So with that, I will see you all actually hold up. I forgot to mention blue-collar jobs. Go start a business in blue-collar. I've been hammering it home throughout the last four episodes. But any business that is blue-collar related... All the boomers retired, and they're all the ones that knew those skills. So you are going to make a lot of money in those fields in the next coming decade. And the nice thing about those particular businesses, which I believe I talked about way back earlier in the season, they're pretty recession-proof. Like if you're running a nice cute little cafe, and people are having a hard time financially, you're probably going out of business. But if you're in the plumbing business, and people have a septic issue or a gas issue, or a hot water issue, and they don't know how to fix it, doesn't matter if they're really tight on money, they need it fixed, and so they're going to call you. So yeah, go start a blue-collar business. There's going to be a very high demand for that very soon, and it's going to be a very lucrative business field that you should go into. And everyone, especially people who listen to podcasts, they're all um, super eager to do the online businesses, And yes, those are great options too. And in fact, I talked about several of them in today's episode. My podcast is one of them. But if you're willing to work hard and you're wanting to do a business that will generate a lot of money, you probably should start a blue-collar business. Anyway, with that, since I've hammered home that point plenty, hopefully, I will see you all next week.